Welcome everybody to Add a Time FBL, where Nate the Great and me, just average Mike, will talk about anything FBL. We will talk about transfers, we will talk about teams, we will talk about news from the week that's happened and the game week to come. And we'll discuss what's the best move for you in the next game week. Nate, how are we doing this week? Is it very good? Well, me not too great because of the team that we'll discuss shortly. Um, oh, but yeah. all in all, it's fine. You know what? You lose pole position every now and then. It's okay. It's not about the short term. It's about the long term. You know it is with these type of things. It's a marathon, my friend. It's a very, very long marathon. Also, before we jump into it, thank you guys so much for listening and subscribing. We're currently sitting on 29. So we do appreciate you. If we can get 30 by the end of the year, that would be liquor. It would be quite nice. But if we don't, it's fine. We're still going to do it anyway. Um, this is the 20th week for game week 20. 20 weeks in a row. We have not missed a single week. I think we give ourselves a round of applause for that because uh, that's quite an achievement. Um, but yeah, let's dive into today's episode. Let's talk about fantasy Premier League football. So as I alluded to earlier, my team was not too great. I got a, a whopping score of 37 points, everybody. It's crazy. Got to watch out, Nate the Great is coming for you. <laughs> Mike, what did you end up with? You did something very interesting that we'll touch on now. I, um, I ended up with 50 points, which could have been 60 points, but 50 points is a respectable. When you look at the... Uh, grand scheme of things. The, the average points for this game week. Um, yeah, it's uh, 30, 38, is the, 38 is the average points for this game week. I... So to get 50 points in the game where everybody else did relatively poorly is good. actually pretty cool. So I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I know uh, Nate was very upset with his captain choice not uh, coming through. Mike, why, start, why did you get about... Mike? Why did you get 50 points, Mike? What? <laughs> so here's what happened. We spoke last week about who to captain, and we came up with this idea that Salah was the safe choice, but. Trent Alexander-Arnold was the unsafe, safe choice, if that makes sense. Almost a consistently kind of safe but risky kind of captain. He's he's gotten better, and I want to be honest with you. The more I watch Trent Alexander-Arnold play, the more I think he's not worth eight-plus million in my team because he's so defensive. Mm. He's not doing any attacking. He's playing like a mature player who's holding back, and he's only coming back sparingly. The positives about Trent is he's on free kicks. He's mm. on corners. Yeah, okay? safe pieces. If Virgil yeah. van Dijk is going to score a header, it's coming off Trent's foot. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Uh, he does take a shot from uh, from the box, so he gets up as a box-to-box player almost, and he gets a shot off at the edge of the box now and then. Mm. So he's not the worst pick, but for eight-plus million. 8.4, I think, yeah. It's... it's a lot of money to invest in a player who's not the flying wingback he was of yesteryear however Salah I I was hesitant about Salah because of this if you're going to another big tournament coming up is there an element of holding back yeah you don't want to get yourself injured maybe or you don't want to try too hard because you don't want to you know risk Salah's mind maybe in Egypt already and you can't blame a player for uh, knowing that he's got his eye on this big tournament coming up where your whole country is rooting for you, right? He's mm. a symbol of his country. Yeah. So he's the Egyptian god god. You can't. It's... So that is why I was hesitant about that, and it kind of worked out in favor because Trent got 
a clean sheet and Trent got bonus points. He well, got all three bonus points. We alluded to the well, I alluded to this on the podcast, which I need to start taking my own advice. But I said I was like, Liverpool will probably keep a clean sheet, and a clean sheet for a defender is worth the same amount as an assist for a midfielder. So at the very least, you get points for Trent. Then he goes ahead and gets some bonus points because he, like you say, he actually he's not the most flamboyant defender, but he's he's stern. He's there. He's got the person in the pocket. You'll get the points because he plays well defensively. You got the bonus points. And uh, it's unfortunate you got the yellow card because you could have been sitting with more. But, I mean, you take what you take. The game's the game and you just don't get upset. You got 16 points every, for Trent. So, there you go. Every single corner I, I saw points. Every single corner Trent took, I just saw points. And <laughs> they didn't come, but I just knew that it was going to be a good idea do, for points. Do you think that... We all know Kevin, Ke- uh, Kieran Trippier is, I call him Kevin because I don't know what his name is anymore because he's playing so badly. It could be Kevin for all I care. He's playing so badly now. Do you think one with funds, myself, <clears throat> do you think they make the move to, to Trent? Would you make that call? I do. And I'll tell you why I say that. Not only are their fixtures decent, okay, but everyone is starting to bring them, bring him in as well, but yes, Trent now, thing. yeah, yeah. What is the impact of Salah leaving on Liverpool? Does that force Trent on the right? Because Salah plays right wing to play wider, Does yeah. Play more attacking to fill the void left mm-hmm. by Salah. I know they've got other forward players, but is that a switch in their mentality? It's something to watch and see mm-hmm. what a Liverpool team without Trent plays like. However, if we're saying he's an uh, He's a potentially stable captain choice in a in a world without Salah and a world without Sun. I think you should be bringing him in. I think I think if you have the money and the 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 money, because you said I know you particularly are sitting on Haaland money that you were waiting. Yeah, I had the funds to, to make. Right yeah. Now. Well, my plan was to because the funds that for Haaland was going to come from a Trippier, Trippier and a Archer was going to come out for Haaland and someone else. Uh, the, the the people that are looking at were in the 4.1, 4.5 kind of region. So, but disp- I said this to you before we started the pod that Haaland is not playing this week. We don't know how bad the injury actually is because it looks like he might be out for like a few more weeks, two or three more weeks. Um, Which I want to segue into the fact that Man City might be getting a double game week because of the blank last week which is something to keep your eye on for Man City assets, which leads me into another segue of the Messiah that everyone thinks is God's greatest gift to fantasy Premier League in Julian Alvarez. <laughs> Who is the most transferred player in this week? Kun uh, I mean, Alvarez, sorry. <laughs> um, Alvarez is the most transferred player in this week, which means all he went, means He went up play. last night. Bro, he, his penalty wasn't even that great. <laughs> okay, but he, if you watch if you watch the highlights of that game, he was actually super yeah, he, involved. Yeah. He he hit the goalie, he hit the post, he missed took a good couple of chances. He's getting in the right spaces. I'll tell you about Alvarez, my opinion. Okay, and I've had this opinion for a couple of weeks. We've been speaking about this in the group. I think Alvarez is a solid pick because mm. Pep has been using him different positions, but he's always starting. Yeah, right. He always is involved. If Haaland is on the field, Alvarez is going to get at least an assist, mm. if not the goal. Yeah. Okay, now he's back up on penalties. So the the 
pros of of Alvarez is they're playing Sheffield at home. Haaland doesn't look like he's starting this week. No, right? I don't think he will. So I really starting. don't think so. Haaland out, and Alvarez is super involved. He's super energetic. He's super scrappy. He's a he's one of those scrappy. He's not like a beautiful player. He's not like Bernardo Silva. He's a scrappy hard worker. Mm. Almost doesn't fit into Man City's way of playing, in my opinion. Maybe we should go to so Chelsea. Good. Mm, yeah, <laughs> well, he'll destroy it. Here. But the point is, Alvarez is a is a good pick. He is a good pick, not mm. a god pick, a good pick. But they are cons. They he are cons. The cons. They okay? are cons. This man has not been resting over the festive season. As soon as Haaland comes back, I fear Pep will suspend Haaland in his place. Okay. Mm. Number two, Alvarez is only playing consistently with Haaland because KDB is injured. When KDB that link up's gone, back, yeah. You you when like you say KDB is going to come back and they're going to get that link back to Holland again. So yeah, does that I would, put Alvarez? I would KDB just comes in for Alvarez and the team shifts slightly. But but it, is it because Alvarez plays a ten when when Holland's playing at nine, right? So, they kind of he's like a backup second striker, so just behind like him, a yeah. false nine. You can call him a ten. You can call him a ten or a or a two up front. Well, with that knowledge, I wanted to say to you that. I was considering a move away from Saka to a Man City midfielder in Phil Foden in talks of a potential double game week. Saka has blanked the last four game weeks. I know, it's depressing. Supposed to be the golden boy of Arsenal. What's going on? It has not been a good four weeks for Arsenal. They've drawn one, lost two. They only beat Brighton. And in their Brighton game, of which he played 88 minutes, he scored stuff off. Yeah. So I'm just like nervous because they. I know I, I'm gonna say it, but I'm also gonna say the other thing that I'm that you know what I'm gonna say about the green FDR is that they've got three good fixtures coming up, but form is everything, and Phil Foden's in form. So I think when you look at that FDR, the most important thing is looking at either it's an H or an A. Yeah, I agree. And two of those nice three are fixtures are actually away games. And Forest away is not hard. I mean, not easy, sorry. Forest away isn't yeah, easy. They they will shut you out and hit you on the counter and eat you hard. And f- and I think maybe these big footballers are not used to that small stadium. Um, and then there's Fulham, who, you know, Fulham can rock up and score five or they can rock up and get knocked themselves by yeah. five. No, so 100%. you don't know, right? And this is away from home. But I personally will stick with Saka until... I, I agree with you that... I think this is a a good opportunity for you to pull into this, uh, into the four, Foden, especially. Yeah, no he's definitely. Yeah, he's Foden's definitely going to become on one of those players in the next couple of weeks. It might Who's even be shot? a Richarlison upgrade Did you to see the Foden. Shot he took, though, yeah, Foden he took is outside the box. He kept it down. He kept it low out of nowhere, just a rocket. He's just he's, he's a really good player. Mm. But at, with with Man City, you got to take risks because I've had Foden before, and he won't score. And then the next week he won't play. Yeah. And then it's and Haaland just soaks up the it's ball. It's weird. I think in this Haalandless city, I I would have said yes to Foden. Mm. But I'm worried about when Haaland comes back. Yeah. It's the same thing about Alvarez, right? Is Alvarez the pick? Is Haaland when Haaland comes back? Is Foden the pick when Haaland comes back? Is KDB a pick? The reality is Haaland is the pick, and anybody else you pick outside of that is a slight differential on the city side. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, if, if you guys are listening now and or watching the video are thinking about dipping your fingers into some Man City players that you haven't got already, 
for the Sheffield game specifically, I think you could be safe with saying Alvarez or Foden. Um, you'll have to just monitor it though, because like Mike says, Foden is one of those players that can get rested. It's why we don't play Grealish. It's why we don't even talk about him, just because he can get rested. Doku might come back into the picture soon as well. So um, there's all those yeah, things t- to consider. For this game week, we're talking about just game week 20. It's worth a, it's worth a, worth a transfer. Haaland and Doku are both, and Stones are both, all four ruled out with, from this game, which means that it makes the appeal of Alvarez and Foden for this game week quite good. Mm. Say that again. So that, that that list of names that are out for this week are KDB, Haaland, Doku, and Stones. There you go. So this week is good for one of those two. And I wouldn't be surprised if you went Foden. Because if you know I'm going Alvarez and you going Foden, we're covering for each other. Yeah. But at the same time we have a differential. So yeah. one of us is gonna be one of us is gonna end the weekend with a hole and the other one's gonna end the weekend Very with a Here's falling between our fingers. Um, I do want to say also, this is a very important game week because after this game week, there's two weeks of no fantasy Premier League football, no Premier League football, which is a long time. I'm going to be bored. What are we going to do? We have to start a Chelsea podcast. (laughs) We have to see what happens. But that's a long break. The next game after New Year's is going to be on the 13th of January. It's a the while good thing away. is there is some soccer in between. I think there's some cup games. So mm. some people get a rest, but not everybody Chelsea's gets a through rest to the Carabao Cup. Let's go. Maybe we need to win us. This. this is my only Chelsea plug. Get it out of the podcast now. Um, but yeah, that's true. But that is also a long game week, just by the way. That spans from 13th of Jan to the 22nd of Jan. That's a very long game week. So you really have to think about what you're going to be doing this week. Um, and a, a lot of people been like trying to maybe they wild, wild card. card. Yeah, I'm about to say this is maybe a good time. We'll have to do a know, wild card draft break. video in this break period. Ooh, yeah, it's yeah. Be spicy. We need to. We need to. Yeah. Extra spicy Nando's. You know, when we get there, <laughs> and we eat that top of the chili. No one wants that lemon and herb stuff there. <laughs> but Take that, it away. this is the other thing. This is the other thing is that I don't know if I want to make a change to my team because if I'm not planning to play my wild card, as I said earlier, I was trying to bank for Holland. Maybe I save the transfer and have two. Maybe take a minus four and make three transfers next week for the long week, the long game week. So that might be the play as well for some people. The reason why it is the play for a lot of people is, and uh, and the truth, one of the things that everybody's talking about is what to do with Sun and Salah. Because Sun, Salah, Kudo, uh, there's a whole lot of things going for (laughs) Asian. (laughs) We know what to do with Jackson. Um, um, yeah, there, there is a list you, of players. We're leaving uh, He Chan, Wang Yi Chan, also. Yeah. yeah. My, when I, I, I'll say Salah and Sun are probably the two highest owned players that people are going to be like, what do we do with them? Yeah. And I was even worried that they would not make this game. Mm. It appears that this game week 20, Salah and Sun are still there. Salah and Sun are going to start. And after this game week, that's when it's time. Gone. Yeah. It yeah. is a risk. There is a chance they can be rested, but both of those teams are, are in different positions. Uh, Spurs need to bounce back from a horrible defeat. And Liverpool okay? sitting pretty at the top of the table. Exactly. And both of them are, have incentives to make the most of those players and this game week for New Year's before they go off and we look relook at FBL mm. in the in the post-2020 
2024. We also know, we also know, despite Newcastle's form, Klopp's not going to underestimate them. So it, it might not mean it's a time to rest Salah even then, because it's still, Eddie Howe is still a great manager. Newcastle still are a good team. They just hit a bit of a down patch. But maybe this is also the gaming for Newcastle to turn around. The big guns are losing, eh? Yesterday, Spurs and Arsenal lost. Oh. Is it gonna, the is mid table teams be, doing the Lord's work? <laughs> it's not going to be a shock for me if Newcastle pull a win over Liverpool. It won't be a and shock, let me tell you something I'm going to take out Kieran Trippier and guess who's going to haul against Liverpool. It's just Kieran. the way it is. Yep, Kieran Trippier. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Mark me words. Every season you have a player you bring in and you regret. And it's going to, for you this year, it'll it's be been Kieran Trippier. Trippier. Because Kevin, I, Kevin yeah, it's Kevin Trippier. He <laughs> doesn't deserve to be called Kieran anymore. I tell you, it's not all points. Um, yeah, I have a question for you. Talk okay. to me. Uh, two of them. We'll start. I want to know who is the obvious captain picks, you know, the normal ones. Mm, but mm. secondly, I'm going to ask you, because I don't want you to touch on it yet. In the second part of the question, who are the differential captains? Because lately, differential captains have been a big part of the success of the last couple of game weeks. Mm. So start with the obvious captain picks for this week. Who's the obvious big captain picks? The obvious ones, I would say, would be Salah, um, Son, and I would throw Watkins in there. Okay. That's, which would I'm, be... I'm agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But all three of them are playing at home. Agreed, which is why I think... I, I, Watkins is a bit of a... I think he's on the line between a differential at this point, but he could haul. So um, my differential list, um, I think I only have one, and that's Alvarez, actually. I think, my captain is sitting on Alvarez right now. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Thank you for watching. <laughs> I, I really do think that Alvarez will be the differential pick. Um, my only other one other than that would be Jared Bowen just because yeah. of the form that he's on. Um, so those are the two differentials and the three main captaincy picks. In Can I add Trent as a third differential since it's been working out so well? Only crazy people that don't enjoy themselves hanging out and having holidays crack Captain Trent. Like, don't do it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Even, even as Pedro Porro, they conceded four goals. This guy scored a late assist and he got the two bonus points. Yeah, that, that would have been 10 points. It would have been 10 points if you captained him. Look, I'm going to say it again, and I'm still going to get annoyed if it pays off, but the proof is in the pudding, and it's in the statistics, is that Newcastle don't... I mean, sorry, Liverpool don't concede goals. So the likelihood of Trent keeping a clean sheet is very high. And like we said, a clean sheet for a defender is the same, if not more, points than a clean uh, than an assist for a midfielder. So, and, and like we said, it's Newcastle at home at Liverpool. So Klopp's not going to underestimate it. So he might just full on park the bus or play a very defensive game or counterattack football, which means, which means clean sheets in Mars. So who are you leaning towards in captain this week? I'm t you know, mine is Alvarez. My captain is currently sitting on Salah. Okay. He is the safest one. I think out of all the names we've just mentioned, um, like, but it's that one. He might not haul, but he might haul a little bit or not at all. But in my mind, he is. And I am going to err on the side of it may be his last fixture. And he still hasn't scored that 150th goal for Liverpool. 
So that's what I'm banking on. He was supposed to I score would, this weekend, but he didn't. So. I would like to see you captain Bowen this week. I don't want to say you. Well, he's Bowen my vice captain at this point, so it's it's there. Because if I had to not captain Salah, it would be Bowen next. So I need to just. I'll think about it. I'll watch the team news. I'll watch. I'll see how the vibe is. You know, have a his dream. Points are, <laughs> his points are consistent. They are. And he's also playing a team, Brighton, who have a very, uh, they're very weak at the back. They're very good going forward, but they're not very strong defensively. I know Estupinan, yeah, we'll talk about him later, but it, it, he's an attacking threat, not a defensive wall. Yeah. Now, that pivots perfectly my next question for you. Is Jared Bowen essential right now in FPL? 100%. 100%. In his last, I was just about to say, in his last five appearances or five game weeks he started all of them and played the full 90 minutes in four of them playing 87 minutes in the one so he's always playing he's got seven two which was the blank and then eight eight six that is probably on par to be the highest earning points in the last five weeks among midfielders that is why i've managed to come up so many places in the mini league um I think that you need to own Bowen. We've we've seen he's the consistent player for West Ham, and if West Ham do it, it's it's him. I have good news for you and bad news for you. The good news is that you agree with me. The bad news is that you brought him in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and because I brought him in, it's time for him to go down. I've, I've I'm going to bring in Alvarez. Stuff of the stuff. <laughs> um, you don't have to. I already got the curse of the most brought no, player for Alvarez. But bonus is in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you're looking for, for where to put him in, where to fit him in, I think the majority of players could look to change Son to Bowen, um, especially when the Korea Cup comes. Um, I think that would be a pretty good move. I knew that the Salah and Son combo of coming out was going to be next week, but I wanted to bring him in this week because I had a feeling that sometimes what happens is if I don't bring him in this week and he hauls, he doesn't haul for the next two weeks, and I regret that I didn't bring him in that one week earlier. You're playing to the universe. You're playing to the universe. You're playing. You're not playing chess. You're just playing something else. You're playing checkers with the gods. I don't know what you're doing. So yeah, that's, I've that's got a good Bowen point. in my team. I brought him in. I believe he's essential. He's got the fixtures, and the best part is that Kudos is rumored to possibly not start this week. Mm-hmm. And just I would. We were always having this debate between Bowen or Kudo. And I, at this point, with Kudu's about to leave and possibly not starting, I might say now Bowen is mm. essential. I want to so, say, just shout out to you. I couldn't remember what game week it was. I think it's nine for some reason. But you just plug Suchek randomly and he still just delivers on the side. He's just there. No space. There's no space I know. in the midfield. There isn't, uh, but it's, 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 it's worth pointing out that what, what I'm trying to say is that West Ham will find a way to score goals. And Bowen's probably going to be at the center of that, whether he's scoring or assisting. Um, so, yes. Speaking, and well done for you for getting Bowen in early, because I think that's really what's set you apart from everybody. I really had to redeem myself for that Trippier move. So, <laughs> it, was a, it was a good early pick. Speaking about differentials in midfield, there's a midfield player that is scoring six points. Mm. He's priced cheaper. We call this price an enabling price. Is Garnacho worth a spot in your midfield at 4.7? That's a disgustingly low price for a midfielder that's getting the points that Garnacho is. It's starting at Man United, too. Well, 
Before we get into that, because I was just about to say, Scott McTominay has just gone down in price. You managers are very trigger happy. You actually need to be careful. <laughs> these, boys, these prices, look, I'm not used to it. So, I mean, it's it's fresh for the game. I know Mike loves it, but it's a love-hate situation. Um, but, I mean, Garnacho has already gone up in price. I believe he was 4.6 before we started the game week, if I'm not mistaken. Nah, I lied. He's been going down. Sorry, what am I saying? This just in. He's going down in price. What does that mean? Does that mean you bring him in? Do we take our Palmer for him? Garnacho has got green fixture. I know we don't really look at FTR, but Man United... But the form of Garnacho... Up and down, Garnacho is good. His form is good. His price is enabling. And he's got Forest, Wolves, uh, Luton and Fulham in the next seven, eight games. So out of the next couple of games, they got two tough ones, but the rest of them... I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't back FVL for making West Ham a two fixture anymore. I think West Ham are pretty good. But... West Ham's on there as but well, and they rated as two. At Old Trafford, mm, yeah, it could be a two, uh, maybe a three. So, but I, it's I a good shout. Why they did that. It's a good shout just, because just, if you're looking for a player for under five in the midfield, yeah, like I mean, uh, with uh, with all due respect to those that haven't jumped on the Cole Palmer train yet, maybe that's your way in because Palmer's sitting at six, uh, five point six, and they only have two more good fixtures, and then it's just a bit downhill for Chelsea. It's already downhill for Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, so maybe the switch is that. Maybe in a wildcard reshuffle, you look to bring in Garnacho. It's a very good player to mention. You've made me reconsider some things. And last thing, because we're running out of time. The whistle's gone for added time. We've oh, been we've been ignoring ago. the ref. We've getting we're getting yellow cards for dissent, everybody. <laughs> we've got to watch out. Yeah, we might get suspended got, next week. <laughs> we've got Chelsea badges on, so it's enough. <laughs> Talk to me, talk to Nkunku, me. Nkunku, Nkunku. Tell me about Chelsea and Nkunku and whether you believe that people should be bringing him in this week against Luton because he was on my watch list for this week to bring in. He scored a header. Uh, he last looked week, good yeah. in the last game. He, he's scoring points even though he's played minutes, only little minutes, and Chelsea seem to be... I can't say they're on the rise, but they... They look like they. We've been on the rise for the last five weeks. Let's be honest. It's it's like up a, and down, up yeah, and down. But yeah, I just, I just feel like there's something going to happen at Chelsea with Nkunku. That no, even if I, I have badly, that feeling. Have gonna... And if and if the ladies and gentlemen are still watching, have made it to the end of the podcast. This is where we talk about Chelsea. Not really, but we just we left it for the end because we still have to plug our club. Um, but as an FBL asset, it's not someone to turn away from. Um, we have to talk about Malo Gusto quickly as well. What a defender. Yeah, put him in the same conversation. Yeah. It was in guard mode, and I do think he is uh, a enabling pick in defense as well. The, if you're looking this, for someone who's yeah, cheap. You would, I, w- I would get rid of Taylor to put in Gusto. If you, like, it's not too much of a price gap. Taylor's 4 mil. Gusto's 4.1 currently. He might not stay that long, that low for long. But not in this market. Uh, climate. Yeah, not in this market. Uh, it's a bull market, yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely a player that you need to bring in. If you got but, like um, that money on the side for a cheaper defender, I will say in Kunku, talk to me. What are you thinking? No, I, I, I was going to say if you're using your wild card later, he's almost a must have at this point. Gusto. Because he's going to be, yeah, because he's going to be mm. your defender on the bench. He's going to play. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you this if you could only bring in one in Kunku or Gusto, who are you bringing in? You're only bringing one of them. 
Oh man, I, I was going to say Gusto straight away, but then I just thought to myself a little bit and I was like, this is something about Nkunku that makes Chelsea play better. It, like you could see it instantly. Um, Madrick's playing better. Um, Madaweke managed to get a few runs, but he was fine. I mean, Gallagher's still Gallagher. Please don't sell him. Um, Gusto was making great runs on the side. I'm very upset that he moved him to the left side, but anyway. But the whole of that Chelsea midfield play better when Nkunku's there at the heart of it. So, also... FPL, Nkunku or well, Gusto? Well, that, well, that's what, so this is the thing, because Jackson's leaving for AFCON. So, do we start Breuer? Maybe not. So maybe you start Nkunku at a 9. Does that make mean he maybe scores more goals? Because you start Palmer at a 10, you play Sterling and Madrid, and then you got... I am not sure anymore. I, like I said, I was going to say Gusto. But I feel like it's maybe leaning more towards Nkunku. To me, it boils down to this. Who do I think... What is most like, more likely? Nkunku to score or Gusto to get clean sheet points? What's more likely? Probably Nkunku to score, let's be honest. And it makes, so if you were thinking about which one, I think Nkunku is a good one to jump onto. If Gusto However, played for Liverpool and Trent was injured, I would say Gusto. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of Liverpool, the defence there, but not for Chelsea. You you bringing in Gusto is you hoping that he maybe gets an assist because he's not going to clean sheet. He's a good bench player to cover for your to some rotations, your Pedros, yeah, your cash, uh, and for a really good fixture. And then he'll probably score like seventeen points in the bench and make you want to just jump off. It'll be that kind of play, yeah. Um, but Ngunku. Then the next question would be, who the heck do you bring him in for? <laughs> we'll have to see how the form just adjusts and changes. Um. But Solanke's still on form. He might lose it now over this long break period. And maybe that's Not when Kuku that, gets to come back. Fixtures are poor. Yeah. Uh, people are saying two things. Number one, Solanke's done. Okay. Fixtures are are bad and you're going into this break. But also people are saying, well, he's playing Spurs. And Spurs just conceded four goals. Spurs are a team you can score big against. My person, personal opinion is that I've got enough out of him to move him on. I haven't moved him on this week. Because he's going to sit in first position on my bench. Yeah, yeah. So I'm leaving him on my bench and I'm bringing in Alvarez up front. So yeah. Uh, so, so that's it. That's Solanke, I think, is could score against Spurs, but I don't see him as a long-term uh, hold, especially with Haaland coming back in. I agree. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify if that is your desired method of content in tech. It's been Nate and Mike talking about Fantasy Premier League. We will see you in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2024. Mike, you have anything to say? Yeah, I hope everybody has a good 2024. I hope your points are high, okay? You you're, you don't take the hits, but when you do take the hits, just like life, FPL's like life. Yeah, you, you it'll Sometimes pay you got to just take the hits, yeah. right? But if you're still standing, you're there to hit someone else. Yeah. <laughs> 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 then you can just climb the ladder, man. <laughs> so have a good year, everybody. But also uh, have a good game week. Enjoy the soccer. Take a break. Relax with family. And hopefully when we come back for the next pod, for the next video, we'll be doing a wild card video. And that's going to be tasty. Yeah. Look out for that. Look out for that. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll see you again. Cheers, cheers.